This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. I'm Hagar Osri, a qualified chef with 20 years experience in the health food industry. Over the next half hour, we'll discuss how to eat in a way that is healthy for you and the planet. Interviews, featured recipes, cafe reviews, food politics, your questions and more. Welcome to Sustainable Gastronomy. This program is brought to you with the help of a DCC Waste Minimization Grant, supporting love food, hate waste. Hello everybody and thanks for joining us. And today I have um, on the show uh, Michelle Cox. Is that how you call yourself, Michelle? <laughs> I'm yes, used to you as Michelle Richie still. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Thanks for Good joining to see us. The sun again. <laughs> yeah, Dunedin. Yes. Uh, Michelle is our um, soil doctor. <laughs> it's our own Dunedin um, soil specialist, and she runs, um, is it Organics Unearthed? Is yes, that, yeah. Unearthed, that's right. Yes. That's right. Uh, so you're running um, uh, organic gardening workshops and composting workshops, and tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, so I work with um, individuals and organisations who want to learn about growing good, healthy, organic food and that usually begins with talking about the soil and we move through different individual topics. So I do a lot of composting workshops uh, supported by the DCC and I also run more specific uh, organic gardening programmes like uh, greenhouse growing and permaculture um, propagation. So those are the courses and then I'm also able to help people individually with their plans for their own property and looking at you know specific issues they might be having with pests or diseases or drainage or you know growing certain crops. Uh, so yeah and also working in with schools. Currently I run a program called Soil Your Undies, which is all about uh-huh. looking at soil health with kids and the name, I'd better explain that quickly, mm-hmm. it's um, all about putting cotton strips in the ground to look at the health of the soil. So we put them in the ground with the kids and eight weeks later dig them up and see how well uh, decomposed they are. Mm. They're really, really well broken down. We know that we have a healthy soil because all the microbes are working hard to break materials down. So, and of course, we use undies to make it fun. Ah, that's <laughs> so, really cool. So, yeah, a range of things. Yeah. Um, but it all comes back to a healthy earth. That's right, and that's your passion, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to have um, two shows with Michelle now, um, obviously in two two weeks apart. We're pre-recording our phone conversations because Michelle is um, with kids at home. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of holiday juggling. Yeah, that's right. So I'm really happy um, to to be able to talk to you because um, you know, as as we say, from the roots up, right? It's it's all about the soil. If you want to healthy garden then um, start with soil is that true yes yes that's right and so many farmers and viticulturalists and other growers know that you know they know they're going to have healthy animals or a beautiful um, wine if they Mm. if they can create a really healthy soil yeah great so um, also at the end of the show we're going to 
uh, tell people about some workshops that are coming up. Um, so we better not forget that because um, Michelle has got such wealth of um, information. You've got a, a very rich history, um, which everyone can have a look on your website. I guess we won't waste our precious time yeah. on talking about your experience. Yeah, I've, I've been fiddling around in the, in the soil for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, the, the website for everyone to look at is organicsunearthed.co.nz. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Great. So you'll see courses on there and a bit of background about what I've been up to and and where my learning has come from Um, and an opportunity just to get in touch there. Yeah, that's right. Directly Great. From the website. Mm. Because you do some one-on-one service as well, don't you? Coaching yes. and so on. Yeah. 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 Great. So let's start with what is soil? Well, <laughs> it is the beginning of all life. So when we look at the soil, often we don't give a second thought about it. We see it and, and use the term dirt, which is something you must never say to a soil scientist. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> of a negative. A word. <laughs> it's a dirty word. So, so the term soil refers to a living entity. So often we look at the soil and think, oh, you know, it's inert, it's just a mineral, it's just rock or silt or sand and there's nothing going on there and we add our fertilisers and we, you know, we have a, a view that we have to add all the things the plant needs. We have to add that as if it's just a a sponge and we're adding all the ingredients we need for the plant to grow. And that's how we've understood this this soil for a long time. Um, In in modern, in the modern view, of course, It's part of our superiority complex. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, but traditional communities Mm. and our ecological knowledge from long ago tells Mm. us that the earth is alive and we would honour that, but we've got into this um, system of using chemical fertilisers and you know dominating the environment with our approach, but we really need to sit back and observe. And I guess part of the issue is that when we try and look at the soil, we didn't have the tools to see what was going on. So we thought, oh, it's just a physical entity. But when you have the tools like high power microscopes, now we understand that it's full of life. You know, so in a healthy soil. You know, health refers to a living thing, so we don't say, oh, there's a healthy lamppost or there's a healthy car. We're talking about something alive, so that's what we mean when we're saying, have you got a healthy soil Mm. to create healthy food? We're talking about the living entity, so of course we can see worms, so worms are a really good indicator. Mm. Uh, Sometimes they may not, because garden worms are introduced species, they just may not have turned up on your property yet. So if you haven't got worms, don't panic. You might still mm. have a very healthy soil. But generally, that's a really good indicator. Yeah. So if you go out and get a spade and dig a hole, it's a, a spade square. So you're going to dig out a cube of soil, um, about 20 centimetres cube. And if you've got 15 plus worms in there, that's good. Mm. But in a good season, and we're getting this with schools, they're digging up worms and identifying different species and where they live. We've had a, a record of 101 in one school and one cube. Wow. <laughs> so it's been a really good, because it's been damp, it's been a really good season for worms, and mm. that's in a very healthy soil. So that's mm. one way of, of checking to see if your soil is healthy, and also its structure. So if it's a nice crumb, um, 
when you break it up in your hand, it breaks up easily, but doesn't form fall into grains like a sand. Mm. So it's got nice crumb structure and it's dark. We often refer, and soil scientists will refer to a nice, rich, organic chocolate cake. Mm. Um, so crumbly, moist, and dark. That's another sign of an excellent, healthy soil. Mm. So when we do get the microscope, we'll have a look at the research around healthy soil. We see that there's a whole community of microorganisms which complement the work that the worms do. So you have uh, fungi, bacteria, we have the protozoa, which are little creatures in the soil we also need a microscope for, and we have nematodes. And often and through history we've talked about these creatures in a negative way. Mm-hmm. You know, we've used fungicides and bactericides, but of course we kill everything when yeah. we do that. Yeah. In fact, in a healthy soil something like 98% of species in there are beneficial. Mm. So we need to change our view, really. We need to stop and look and think about the fact that it's alive Mm. and that we need to support that life with what we do. So, for example, when we look at um, a plant, so when when we gain the sunshine like today and plants are photosynthesizing, they're creating their sugars Mm. and that's often been a limited understanding of what plants do and their relationship. Now they pull up water from the ground and we give them minerals, fertiliser and that's how we grow food. In fact, that sugar produced by the plant doesn't all go to what we eat or what animals eat. 60% of it often goes straight down into the roots the and feeds the life in the soil. Yeah, wow. so they have this amazing symbiotic relationship with these beneficials in the soil who in turn bring the plants water and access minerals that they can't get on their own. So they're kind of like waiters Mm. in the soil. They go back and forth. And scientists are now showing that plants actually can communicate exactly what they need when they need it. And these bacteria and fungi will grow and get it. You know, it's amazing. Mm, So there's this little intelligent world going on that we've ignored or not been aware of but it's it's so complex and it's always been there so as soon as we start um, altering things and intervening we can really mess that up Mm. so we need to look at how to preserve that um, microbiome so I think we'll look at that in our second conversation but Mm. yeah so these creatures, I mean, should we talk a little bit more about who they are and what they yeah, get up yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, because there was so, <laughs> so much talk about microbiome in our guts. Is that a similar yes, thing? Yes, mm. yeah, yeah, an absolute parallel. And wow. so when we think of our own immune system mm. and the understanding, and this is very recent too, isn't it, Hagar? Mm. You know, we didn't get how important the gut was to our whole immune system and, and how mental health and self healing system within a yeah. microcosm. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about that, when that's in balance, you know, we have well being and it's exactly the same with the soil. So the microbes and the life in the soil is like the immune system for the planet, really, because mm. everything that we eat, everything that animals graze on, everything that insects feed on comes from um, plant life or other life generated from the healthy earth. Mm. So if we have an unhealthy soil, we don't have a chance of mm. having, you know, healthy food production and healthy us. 
and a and way to heal the planet will be to heal the soil with that yeah mm. yeah and the amazing thing is scientists have actually found the same flora uh, and you know the same biome or parallels mm. to that in the soil identical mm. species in our mm. gut Mm. And, you know, when you see little kids getting around, they're jamming things in their mouth out of the soil and yeah. eating, you know, when we pull a carrot, we should eat that soil yeah. with the carrot, you know, and I get... That's the B12, isn't me, it? So you're telling us that we should eat soil. So, <laughs> 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 like, well, I'm not telling you to go and dig it up and eat buckets of it, but yes, when you harvest your lettuce and when you harvest your carrot, you know, brush brush them clean with mm. your hand and eat them. Mm. You know, I you do need that. to take yeah. in yeah. Yeah. And and that's what, you know, babies and young children do. They often sort of or and animals self medicate, mm. they take that into their body. Bit of soil. Yeah. 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 And pregnant women are known to, um, you know, have that craving for soil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And other minerals like coal, I've mm. heard. <laughs> <laughs> and some farmers as well have a little taste of their soil to see um, if it's good. Yeah, Did well, you that's, know th- mm. you know, traditional method that mm. we've forgotten, you know, walking mm. upon the soil and bare feet and you mm. can pick up how well it's structured, if it feels sort of spongy or yeah. like concrete, you know, immediately how healthy your soil is and yes farmers before you could test your pH mm. uh, with an instrument which is your acid alkaline mm. uh, levels you could yeah just taste some both sweet and sour mm. as your you know and and they yeah using your senses I think we've got away so much from that where we expect a lab you know we send it off to a service yeah. in a lab to test and that has valuable information for us but we've forgotten that we have you know tools at the end of our arms we have these wonderful fingers that can sense you know, through touch what's going on in the soil what kind of soil you have so if you you know pick up a handful of soil and get it a bit moist and rub it in your fingers you'll know if it's mm. if you can hear the grittiness you've got a sandy soil if it's sort of soapy you've got a silt Soil, and of course, we know in Dunedin quite well what a clay is like. <laughs> <laughs> if it's if it's tacky, mm. you know, you know, you've got a clay, and you'll have, mm. you'll be able to expect certain um, characteristics of that soil. Yeah. So, and of course, the visual, you know, and, and when you see your plants, you can tell mm. if they're healthy or not. You know, and and when you know, have people who doubt that you can grow food without chemical fertilizers or without support from agrochemicals, you just have to walk through an organic farm that's well managed, a biodynamic farm, you know, mm. walk through a garden, you know, mm. looking out the office window at this apple tree in a little food forest and it is smothered in flowers. It's mm. never had fertilizer. You know, this is a natural cycle where those fungi and bacteria and their friends are drawing minerals for that plant so there's been some great and people can see this on the internet if they mm. just look up um, rock eating fungi or rock eating bacteria yeah. there's some amazing electron microscope images and they're very beautiful of mm. each rock where these fungi and bacteria are actually drawing the minerals out of pure rock yes yeah, so that- talk to us a little bit about those creatures what can you tell us about them in the variety of um of microorganisms and bacteria and fungi? Well, if we look, the bacteria and fungi have 
too were that in in roles, different roles in the soil. So some of them are in the in the work of um, decomposition. So we have the bacteria and fungi breaking down organic matter. So anything that once lived, so might be um, animal matter, plant matter from your last harvest, a dead animal, all that material gets composted down in a forest. It's the same in your garden if you have a, a living soil. So you're going to have those bacteria and fungi that break them down and store that as carbon in the soil. So this is where you get that dark humus, that lovely rich Mm, material. So that's one role. The other role is where they work in with the plant and they have that symbiotic relationship to gain sugar. So the plant gifts them that energy Mm. because they can't produce their own energy like us. Mm. They're dependent on the photosynthesis process. So for instance, you might have um, legume family, so the bean family. This is also gorse broom, kofi, they have a bacteria in the root which actually can trap nitrogen out of air, so nitrogen-fixing bacteria. So they can pull nitrogen out of the air for free to feed your plants. So when you have these around your garden, they are cycling this nitrogen out of the air into the soil for your plants to take up. So isn't that cool? You know, we don't need to buy bagged fertilizers. You know, it's floating around us, tons of it above Mm. our heads that these um, bacteria can draw in. In the fungi, there's a particular uh, type of fungi, mycorrhizal fungi, which have a relationship with plants where they are attached to or, act- or are actually part of the root, grow into the root, and they are drawing water and minerals into that plant. And something like 80-90% of the planet's plant life have this relationship. So they thrive when they have this fungi. So if we disturb our soil or mm. use fungicide, we're going to knock that relationship mm. on its back or kill kill that fungi. So what they do is, for example, um, the apple tree. So it'll have a connection with mycorrhizal fungi in its roots. So if you imagine a root, um, kind of it got a stumpy tip on it and it can grow through the soil and find some water and take up some some minerals that's, you know, floating around in the water and the soil, and it has a limited reach. So if you imagine sitting in the kitchen and you're rooted to the spot like a tree, think about how far you could reach to get food. <laughs> so you might be able to reach the fruit bowl, you might be able to reach the biscuits in one cupboard, but everything <laughs> else is out of reach. You know, you're very limited. So that's like the tree without its friends, mm. without the mycorrhiza. As soon as we have this mycorrhiza, a relationship that extends and they're very, very fine. So you have the stumpy root now you've got the very fine threads like vermicelli growing out from the root. Mm. And these little threads go through the pockets in the soil in search of that mineral and that water that the plant needs. Mm. So now if we think back to the kitchen and you're sitting there and you're stuck on your chair, you've suddenly got these, you know, extender arms. You can go through all the cupboards. <coughs> In the kitchen, you can get the stash in your brother's bedroom, you know, you've got food available and you might even be able to reach through the window and out to your neighbours' houses right along the street. This is the extent of um, uptake that these fungi offer the plant. They reach far beyond that root system. So you can see that if we have a drought and you don't have that mycorrhizal fungi helping your plant, Mm. it suffers. 
mm. immediately. You know, it's it's not able, like us, it's not able to get out of the chair in the kitchen and get a glass of water. It's stuck there. When you have this extension, this huge system, this or like the internet, this huge web of fungi growing out from that plant, mm. you know, your plants can last many, many times longer in a drought situation and full health because they've got a massive reach into that network of water sitting in the soil. Mm. So, yeah, so we just we're just starting to understand. You know, if you pick up a book on uh, one teeming with fungi, teeming with microbes. These are great books which have the science background but are really readable mm. and you can get drawn in. You know, it's like reading Lord of the Rings, the stuff that's going <laughs> on, the battles and, you know, wow. um, yeah, just amazing um, armies of, of, you know, goodies and baddies and if we look after the goodies, mm. you know, there's always going to be that diversity. There are always going to be pest and disease species around. But when you have these bacteria and fungi, and I'll get on to the other creatures in a minute, when you have them backing up your plant, they're so healthy and you've got that Mm -hmm. relationship again with the immune system of the plant, like us, with our healthy gut. Mm. Those plants are so robust and the pests and diseases aren't actually drawn to the plants. So research is showing that plants actually signal, I'm really sick. You know, mm. I'm not feeling very good. And if that goes on for a while, these pests and diseases are attracted to that. There's uh. a chemical signal released. Mm. And they're the clean-up crew. You know, this is the cycle of life. And mm. nature just comes in and says, right, you're not doing well. Yeah, We'll clean that up. And then it doesn't reproduce and produce weaker and weaker plants. They get, mm. they get taken out of, of the, the cycle. So, you know, when we look at that as a, a threat and attack it with, say, a fungicide. Mm. We're killing the very thing which which support the health of that plant we're down underground. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we just need you know more observation. Tune in to you know your senses. What's going on in the garden? Read some good books. Get on the internet. Have a look at some of these amazing. Yeah, sometimes it is so hard to just observe, just sit in the garden and watch or um, you have that quiet um, observation rather than have to do something all the time, isn't it? Yeah, but often the hands-off, you know, some farmers that have come to the regenerative um, art of farming have said, you know, they, they just had so many pressures on that they had to leave parts of the farm, you know, in some cases, and they saw this change. They saw the soil growing, mm. you know, and healing itself. And then because they couldn't, you know, afford to plough it or spray it or whatever, they couldn't afford to interfere, it healed itself. And that's their lesson. Mm. Uh, this isn't the case for everybody, that, but there's been some really interesting um, stories told by some farmers who were pushed into a space of, you know, not being able to fund these activities. And Mm. then they had to watch, you know, and they learned from that. So there's a huge capacity for nature to heal itself. And, you know, we need to move across if you are using um, interventions like spraying or chemical fertilisers. We can't just switch that off overnight and go cold turkey. We need to, you know, move across from that intervention to, to moving to organic processes and, and natural 
support mm. um, for our garden, but really focusing on the soil mm. is all you need to do, you know, and I've watched that with trees over the years that have had aphids. I know that their uh, immune system's down, and I thought, okay, I'll lose the crop this year, but I'm going to work on the soil, and lo and behold, no more aphids. Mm. You know, yeah. so it's a matter of patience as well. Mm. So we only got four more minutes left. Okay. <laughs> Time flies. Um, get yeah. Do you want to um, quickly mention the other the other microorganisms or? Yeah, uh, yeah. So we also have um, so amoeba, amoeba, ciliates, flagellates. So these are tiny little creatures. They're a bit bigger than a bacteria. So mm-hmm. bacteria is one one um, cell. Uh, in size, so we have, and we need microscopes to see those, and mm. then we have nematodes, which are, you can see them with the naked eye, but they're maybe only two millimetres long, and again, we look at those often as, you know, all all baddies. That's right, little um, wriggly things. Yeah, mm. yeah, little critters, mm. um, and they're actually beneficial, they're part of this whole food web. Mm. in the soil Mm. and they in turn will eat bacteria and eat fungi and when they cycle that and poop it out that becomes food for the Mm. plant and then when they die they become food for something else or get turned into humus so we have this amazing recycling system and they're all important so we can't say oh well if you've got good fungi you've got a healthy soil that's not quite correct we need all of them because they work together, um, you know, they eat each other, they feed each other, they protect each other. They, you know, a lot of these microbes travel on the nice um, mucousy skin of the worm, so it's mm. like a big bus travelling through the soil and then these little microbes are stuck to them. Yeah. So they spread them around your garden and you want them to be good microbes. So it's about um, enhancing that environment to encourage the good ones mm. and they take care of, the ones that might cause some problems for your plants. Wow. So, yeah, so just, yeah, we'll talk about that some more. That's so right. What, and next what, show we're <laughs> going to talk about how we're going to build up good soil and how we, yeah. um, to, to not kill the, and tell us a little bit about your workshops um, just quickly that coming up, you probably might not have dates, but you have the no, topics. No, nothing's settled as we know. So yeah. <laughs> we've got um, probably two composting workshops through the DCC coming up in and around Dunedin. And so what we do there is we spend four hours in a host garden and we look at sort of theory behind composting and, you know, issues people are having and discuss that. And then we go and together build a hot heap. So we build with plenty of fresh materials so that we get a temperature up to about 65 degrees. Yeah which will occur over the following three or four days. And so that's our heat, that's our practical we do together and lots of questions and discussion opportunity there while we do that. We also look at Bokashi using the Mm. um, food fermentation system for producing great compost. And then we look at worm farming as well. So looking at how how to get these microbe communities up basically in your garden through farming with worms. Oh, fantastic. Um, The other workshop, that I'll be running before Christmas is on greenhouse growing organically. So we'll be out at a beautiful greenhouse, uh, 20 metre long, amazing greenhouse uh, out at McAndrew Bay with a wonderful friend out there who does some amazing growing and you often see the stall open along from McAndrew Bay. So 
again, theory, but about the structure and components you might want to use, whether you clad it in plastic or glass, so the arguments for both of those. So if you're kind of unsure or you're about to buy a greenhouse, you know, this is the sort of um, level we might want to come to a workshop mm. and, and figure out what's what's right for you and then mm. look at how to manage pests and diseases and you know you have a very um, you have to have a very good management system for a greenhouse because it's all up to you Thank you, our time is up Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll listen to our next show with um, Michelle for How to Build Your Soil Thank you so much Michelle and um, talk again You're very soon. welcome, lovely to talk to you this podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.